welcome, welcome, welcome to the... I can't talk over this if I wanted to. <laughs> Some may say, why the somber music today? Well, because I chose somber music, that's why. It's an upsetting day today. Um, man, I just felt like uh, that's the type of music that needs to be heard for Tim today. But welcome to Strange Days Live. Um, I'm your host, Tim Zoller, and host Breezy. What up, Joe Breezy? You there, brother? We might have lost Breezy there for a minute. Um, but yeah, I'm your host today, and we uh, are going to be doing, you know, our normal little uh, show today. We're going to have the news, and then we're going to talk about curses and cursed objects and stuff of the sort. Um, you know, since my Browns lost, you know, it's another, my opinion, curse of Cleveland. So I felt like what a better night than to talk about curses. Uh, you there, Brady? Yeah, yeah. I am. I was having a little technical difficulties. Uh, my, mic was, like, my mic shut itself off automatically for some reason. But yes, I am here. Welcome to Strange Days Live. Did you Colin hear me trying Drew. to talk over the beat? That it was so yeah, loud. I was I like, uh, I tried for a minute. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, I though. think it, I think it was so loud it was feeding back through my mic, so my mic shut itself off. <laughs> it was like, bruh. <laughs> I didn't know how to turn it down. I, I started to scramble. I'm like, ah, well, I'm just turning it off. Yeah, That's man, you're looking see if you can find you a little, uh, like, a one of those little audio, cheap audio software pieces on, it's already on your thing and see if you can fade, you know, take like 30 seconds of it. And fade I got it. one yeah. for Christmas. My, my sister got go. me one for Christmas. Yeah, so yeah fade, just just fade a little 30 second track and then boom. Yeah. Yeah, I would have had like, like, Slip, slipping away. <laughs> slip, <laughs> slip, slip, slipping away. Some real somber music. With time, you man. were not alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something of the sort. So, dude, before, thought... but speaking of that song, man, I got a weird, I tell everybody this, so it's not like I'm like, hey, I just figured this out, because I've been saying it for probably the last 10 years. If you listen to that song, right, because it's really about, like, a dude and a chick or whatever, but if you listen to Michael Jackson's You're Not Alone, and think of it as God talking to mankind, It'll freaking blow your mind. Like every piece of the lyrics, so you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And like it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're like, "Dude, that's crazy, man!" Watch next time you listen to it, dude. Check, look at it from that perspective, and it'll uh, it'll blow your nugget away. We'll do. 
I like me a little Michael. Uh, isn't he from Florida? <laughs> no, he's he in Florida. <laughs> oh yeah, but didn't no. he, did, but wasn't the Neverland Ranch in Florida? No, nah, it was California. Yeah, uh, Neverland was in California. He was born in Gary, Indiana. Yeah, that's right, Gary, Indiana. Gary. But his surgery was done in Florida. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, um, today was a rough day to get, to put a show together, but here we are, right? Right. For me, it was, after watching such a horrendous game, I didn't, couldn't think of nothing but anger. Not even, I wasn't even mad. Right. Just, uh, it was like disappointing. I couldn't. I wasn't even mad. It just, I just took a nap, went to sleep. Yeah. Like third quarter, no, I, was, I was like, "Wake me." Up. Yeah, I was thinking about, I was thinking about subjects all day too, and like the two I really wanted to do was like uh, mermaids and flying humanoids, but. Like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, we're going to have to get, like, we need to compile video clips and, you know, like, for something like that so that the viewers can watch along with us while we're trying to decipher this beat that. Yeah, yeah. They're going, man, that looks fake to me because of this, or, dude, that looks actually real, you know, whatever. Because it's all subjective, so, you know. Yeah. Dig it. But we will. We'll we'll start doing some... um, now that Tim's got the the whole graphics piece figured out, we'll start doing uh Oh yeah, uh, collecting right. I figured some, that out last uh, night. <laughs> yeah, so we can start doing getting videos and compiling evidence. And Doc should be back soon too, so he can help out with that as well. Well, here we go. Let's get this piece on the road. So rock and roll. So, we were talking about, I'm going to start with the weather. We were talking about the weather this week. Um, We were talking about how there's going to be storms and whatnot. And it stormed and rained all day yesterday. Um, It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, Today, it was, the air quality was fair. What they do is every Sunday morning, by the time you wake up on Sunday morning, eh, they had already sprayed the sky. And that's just a thing. And I looked, and it says the next three, hold on, Sunday, poor. The air has reached a high level of pollution and will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Reduce time spent outside if you're feeling symptoms such as difficulty breathing or throat irritation. Likewise for Monday, likewise for Tuesday. So the next, uh, after today, the next one, two, three days in a row, it's going to be poor uh, air quality. It's going to be completely yellow, which tells me there's going to be some sort of crazy 
weather or people are going to be getting sick in those next few days. Um, let me go down and see as far as Indiana goes. It's the Ohio just seems to be, you know, Cleveland, Akron, Canton, Columbus, Dayton, and Cincinnati are just, and Toledo, Detroit. Yeah, the Midwest, Indiana, it's all yellow. Even some in Tennessee, Atlanta's really bad. I wonder what their weather's like in Georgia right now because it's really bad in Atlanta. And now I'm getting down to Baton Rouge. It's really bad. And finally now I'm into Texas. Yeah, think, and... think... Hmm? I think in the south, it's, we're kind of the that northern. It ain't pushed down yet. It will tomorrow evening. But so right now we're kind of like in the eye of the, the storm where nothing's really moving. I mean, it was kind of windy, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like pre-cold. Well, Oklahoma is completely blue and pretty. Uh, it starts to get messed up in Texas around Pecos. Really bad. Um, Pecos and then Stitch. San Antonio all the way up to Dallas. It's all bad. Houston, I mean, it's Normally it's luscious blue and it's like a, it's not really bright yellow, but it's like a it's it's a greenish yellow, which is like on the brink of being poor. Right. It's fair. So um but Pecos is completely yellow though. So I'm sure there's plenty of particles uh up there. Um so yep. Anyway, yep. so I would I would say in the next few days um, to to keep your eyes up to the sky because they're definitely uh, gonna be up to no good according to their map and their own words. Right. So. Yeah. Today was all uh, horizon to horizon cloud cover, like pretty much all day long. The morning wasn't that bad, but. As soon as it got past about noon, then it was just, yeah, it was just gray, gray, mopey, but not, not rainy, and then, you know, not, not extra cold or wind, extra windy, but it was like the, like I said, like the calm before the storm. It was just an X kind of a day. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. So let's see, where do we start at? Got all kinds of what? Man, did you see that one about the what that lady was talking about from the the World Health Health Organization talking about what the new um, parameters um, for their if they get all the votes and they come in in to where they get oh, their yeah, yeah 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 but no I did didn't you, see an article about no. it no. Dude, she was talking about they can, they'll legally be able to, um, of course, keep people, you know, keep people at home. We all know that. But they'll be able to cover censorship. They'll be able to uh, eliminate the First Amendment 
freedom of speech so you can't talk against the world health organization um but it was like major rights man and i was like why i was like i was like dude what am i listening to and it was the chick you know the main spokesperson and she's like yeah if we get this passed in all these countries you know we're gonna pass it we got 180 something votes or 180 you know who's on you know who's on the commit, like the board of the World Health Organization, don't you? North Korea. No, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I just saw like a clip of it because I don't, you know me, I don't keep up with that stuff that much. But uh, she was just reading down the list what they they'll have power and control over, and I was like, dude, what censorship? Why? Like, so you can, you can literally turn stuff off of our televisions and information channels and. Oh, and yeah, and another one was um, restricted uh, media releases. So, like, news organizations won't even be able to put out certain stuff if they don't deem it appropriate. You know what I mean? And what I was like, dude, that's that's crazy, man. I never. That means the internet. I didn't, I didn't realize get... it encompassed so much. But people Shut need to. Down. Yeah, people need to stand up and do something or protest or call your congressman or whatever. I mean, I don't believe personally it'll do any good. Do you seriously call your congressman? You might as <laughs> no, well just, just go outside. Like... You might as well go out back and start yodeling. Yeah, exactly. and you'll get more accomplished. No, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I know it's a feeble and, and a, a non, uh, yeah, attempt. But it's like, damn, <laughs> like. Dude, what are you to do whenever the whole world's the population is screaming one thing and they're like, Yeah, even though we work for y'all, nah, we're still gonna do it. So what? You know, we're the yeah, we pay we pay these people. You know what I mean? Like it's just, Yeah, it's disgusting, dude. It really is. So no- speaking of disgusting, you ready for this one, dude? You'll be surprised at this story. Let's do it. Stacked bodies and maggots discovered at neglected Colorado funeral home, FBI agent says. Um, Investigators who entered a Colorado funeral home where nearly 200 abandoned bodies were found encountered stacks of partially covered human remains, bodily fluids several inches deep on the floor, and flies and maggots throughout the building, an FBI agent testified Thursday. Prosecutors also revealed text messages sent between the funeral home's owners showing they were under financial pressures and had fears that they would get caught for mishandling the bodies. As the bodies accumulated, one of the co-owners even suggested getting rid of them by digging a big hole and treating them with lye or setting them on fire. Oh, it's style. (laughs) Yeah, gosh. 23 of the bodies had death dates from 2019. 61 were from 2020. FBI agent Andrew Cohen said the remains included adults, infants, fetuses. They were being stored at room temperature in a neglected building in the small Rocky Mountain town of Penrose. It looks something like you'd never forget. They looked like something you'd like to forget but can't, said Cohen in a hearing at the funeral home 
on the funeral home's co-owners. Um, investigators also found animal re- remains in bags and packaged concrete. Um, some relatives of the deceased received fake ashes rather than the cremated remains of their loved ones, which seems to be another trend. Is that the con? Uh, is that what they're using the concrete for? For the fake ashes? It's a good question. That's so if, a good question. If it was a really humid day, you come to find your loved one a solid brick inside of an urn. <laughs> it's horrible, dude. It's horrible. I mean, um, I don't mean why, but yeah. Well, you know, if they had enough money, they would have just sent it to the moon with the rest of them. Right, right. Gosh, that's just, dude. Doesn't seem like. I mean, there's so much more to it, but it's not much more to it. <laughs> yeah. It's a long story. I'm not going to sit here and read it all. I, I, the fact is, here, I might be able Let's. Let's see here. No, I don't want to show that guy talking. Maybe I can just show a picture of it. It looks like a house more than it looks like a funeral home. A lot of those are like that, man. That one that I was telling you about in Pflugerville, Texas, that got busted for uh, not cremating and they were just burying the, the bodies out back. Really like a big, like a two-story almost not victorian but close you know like around that area like a little bit more modern but that style of the house yeah man it's i was gonna post it but man it's just going through too much um what's it called so what was his furnace burner not working or what were they no they just didn't afford couldn't afford it they were trying to like cut they didn't have money there they cut too many quarters and then they couldn't recoup they didn't know what to do they got it got out of control like when you started piling up like when you pay your trash bill so you just start stacking it before you know it you got yeah you got a mound outside yeah, something of that type of sort, you know, but it was a funeral home. And it's what's weird is it happens all around this country. This is just yeah. one of a million stories that we've covered uh, when it comes yep. to this topic. And it's sad how much it actually does happen. Like, it's just, it's, it's, mind, it's mind-bottling, you know, like when you have your mind all stuffed in a bottle. Um, so we'll go to this next. Um, did you hear about this, this jellyfish UFO thing? Yeah, we talked about that. Was it last night or night before? We didn't, we didn't talk about it. We just kind of, it was like one of those, we like, someone in the was like, do you see that? Uh, I was like, the matrix. I mean, yeah, the matrix, the things that pluck the bodies out when they go bad in the battery cells well uh let's see floating jellyfish 
UFO haunted U.S. military base in Iraq for years, says former U.S. Marine intelligence analysis shown infrared video by colleagues. Um, Chinchi's got a question for us. Uh, oh my god! Talk about that in a minute if you can answer it if you want. Yeah, well, let me ponder over that one, Chinchy. We'll get back with you. Um, it kind of just that ended up like the ghost story of the bay. Oh, hold on, I skipped the top. A former intelligence analysis of the United States Marine Corps revealed how a jellyfish UFO terrorized military personnel for years in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. It kind of just ended up like the ghost story of the base, Michael Konsky. Then stationed at the base of Iraq, told cable cho- or news. Um, basically, it was going around here. I'll show the video. Oops. What did I just do? Yeah, I think well, I saw the video. It reminded me of the the drone on the planet Hoth from uh, what was it, Empire Strikes Back? Like in the big, I don't know if you're a big Star Wars fan, but. I was like, dude, that's the drone from Planet Hoth, man. Never seen it before. What? You've never seen the Empire Strikes Back? I mean, yeah, Return of the... Yeah, that, that was Empire Strikes Back. Return never of the, seen it. Oh, my God, man. That's yeah. it. I come to Ohio. We're doing... <laughs> <laughs> doing it, bro. We're going to eat a bunch of Eddie's and watch the whole Star Wars saga. <laughs> Here it is on the screen, guys. This is what the supposed uh, jellyfish UFO looks like. You guys tell me what you think. Yep, that's the drone from the planet Hoth, bruh. It, this was supposedly flying right. around Train on a U.S. Sack. base, U.S. base in in the middle of Iraq. Looks like a drone to me, but I don't know. Oh wait, no, that's a Chinese balloon, it's weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm, like, sarcasm. I don't know what that looks like, but it don't looks like a. It's just weird that it... Oh, because of the infrared. That's why it keeps changing colors. So, I mean, that's what it is. Um, you guys could use your own... Uh, that's what they're whatever. saying. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. If you trust the military, The way things go are going with it. the CGI. I don't trust shit, so I don't trust it. But who knows? Right, but meanwhile, right, see, right. I couldn't find. But meanwhile, I I couldn't find the right because this seems like pretty like, what's it called? Uh, harsh. This article, 
and I know there's probably better ones of it, but I couldn't really find too much. And I'm like, I, I just, you guys got to just deal with it. I, I'm not being picky on, on, I'm not like being biased on any side. It just so happened this one sounds pretty. Border jumpers are pushing American kids out of school across the country. Now, my whole goal was looking because what they're doing in New York, as far as um, when they're shipping these illegals to New York City, they are now shutting down high schools and making the kids do remote learning and, and putting the, the illegals inside of the schools. So I was trying to find an article on that. That happened to be the, the headline. And no, they didn't intercept. Jennifer, that's what's crazy is they didn't intercept it. They uh, they didn't intercept it. They um, said that they just don't know what happened and let it go. Like it was no big deal. And they just talk about it. I don't believe anything of the sort. Um, you can go read the articles in the Sun. Met the Sun. I just uh, wasn't gonna really read it because it was just a whole bunch of people's opinions, and everybody's got like opinion, you know. And we all got one, and that doesn't mean it's true. So. At the end of the day, if they were flying around on a military base, in my mind, there would be some sort of people that would try to hunt it down and shoot it or figure it out, not just let it fly away. And that's that. So I kind of agree with you. You know, what do you think, Spark? You were in the military. Don't you think that they would have went and tried to hunt that bee down before they just let it go? You know? I lost Breezy again. I hope he's okay. Uh, anyways, um, so uh, um, anyways, back to this. Yesterday, a uh, Brooklyn. High school informed parents their children will be getting low quality remote instruction because their school is being turned into a refugee camp. The 4,000 students are being displaced on behalf of approximately 1,900 foreign immigrants. In twenty in the spring of twenty twenty three, city officials also occupied school gyms with the, with migrants, prompting safety concerns from parents about unvetted military age male foreigners sharing buildings with their kids. Um, there's a video here of them busting them in. And I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I understand it's really cold out and whatnot, but, uh, you know, to take kids out of school, there's gotta be a better solution. So I'm not really sure, but to take kids out of school, 
seems to be a horrible solution, in my opinion. Spark says he saw UFOs in the military when you were in Afghanistan. Well, if you want to come in and talk about it real fast while I was on that topic, you can. What's up, Iwax? How's it going, bro? We had a rental furnace go out. Oof. That sucks, Iwax. Um, here's Breezy. Here's... What up, uh, what up, Spark? Can you What's hear me up, now? Well, Spark. Yep, can hear you, brother. What's up, Breezy? Chilling, chilling, brother. So, Spark. So, Spark, we were talking about that uh, floating alien thing, right? That's what you guys were talking about in the chat. Uh-huh. What What did you see in the, when you were in the military? So, um, have you ever seen those videos where there's the floating three dots or like the phoenix lights and there's the dots and they're floating and no one knows what it is and it makes a triangle? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw that in Afghanistan, and we all went outside and looked at it, and we all debated, was it flares, was it a plane? Nobody knew what it was, and in the end, it just was a UFO. Yeah. I saw one of those in, like, the early 90s before it was even a thing. <laughs> like, no big deal, right? <laughs> well, I mean, before, before I even heard of the Black Triangle thing, like, and then fast forward, like, 10 years... And I saw a video of one. I'm like, that's what I saw. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. Yeah, I mean, they're very common. And especially over military bases, they just had them over 29 Palms like last year. Yeah. And that one that went all the way across the entire state of Arizona, the Arizona governor even had to address it. And he made a mockery out of it and had the alien come out in handcuffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the same thing. They saw that big thing go... It went through Phoenix, Flagstaff, Tulsa, uh, yeah, Tulsa. I mean, not Tulsa. Um, uh, starts with the T. Uh, Tucson, 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 Arizona. Yeah, Tucson? Like it made a diag- Tucson. Yeah, it made a diagonal sweep across the whole state. There's a good documentary called "I Know What I Saw" um, about that whole thing. Because there's like 300 videos or something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so did everybody try to shoot down this these orbs or whatever you saw there, um, Spark? No, I didn't see them shoot anything at it. I mean, I wasn't like in the intelligence room when they were deciding what to do about it. You know, I was just like on the base with the rest of the soldiers just looking up at it like, what is that thing? So... You see the thing that's flying on the screen right now that I have on the screen? Yeah. What would the soldiers do if they saw that flying across the base? Okay, so um, this thing, it looks like it's in like this, like in a city or something from that video. Like I could see some vehicles and some, uh, some containers. So um, the SEALs had weird problems. Um, they used to have radio operators go out with the SEAL teams and they would work the predator drones like to secure the area. But then when shooting and stuff would go down, they would complain. They'd say, you know, we're not Navy SEALs, we're radio operators. So the SEALs had to learn how to operate the predator drones. And it became a job like within the SEAL community to learn to do that. And they started, I'm looking at that footage and I bet you it was from one of those drones that they got that footage. 
you know? Okay. True. Yeah, it looks like a drone to me. You know, and just uh, a lot of times those weird things they observe are observing them, you know? Right. So whatever Could that be. thing is. I, I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was our own stuff and they're like, oh, we got a drone with a claw. Yeah, <laughs> right. Claw. Right. Right. It was like out of one of those machines at the bowling alleys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> got you a stuffed animal <laughs> or something, dude. But Have you ever like... seen uh, War of the Worlds, how the aliens got those uh, eyes on the big metal tubes that go down and extend and yeah. Yeah. It kind of yeah, looks like I something like that. They were comparing these this jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that... those things are so mechanical, man. I mean, you know, like the norm. The norm, I guess you could say, which is kind of a quid or a, what do you call it? Um, anyway. Normally, like UFOs are these smooth-shaped, spherical. Like you, there, you don't understand where there's an entrance because there's no cracks, no crevices. Like that's like a big machine, machine, you know, looking kind of a thing. I don't know. So it's not characteristic as far as like the sleek UFOs that we're used to seeing. So that's what makes me go, eh, military, you know, or, or you know. Um, uh, you know, terrestrial, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, um, uh, what else did you see? Anything else, bro? When I was in the military? Yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, I've, I have seen a lot of weird things, um, aliens and, I've seen UFOs and stuff like that, but uh, when I was in the military, that was like about the peak of what I saw. Oh, you know what? One time, I think I told this story before, but I was on Camp Lejeune, and I was going through the back gate of Camp Lejeune. Did I tell this story? Mm, No. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So um, um, I was driving through the back gate of Camp Lejeune, and I pulled up to a stop sign. It was really late at night. It had to be like 10 or past 10 at night. And uh, from my car window, you know, I could see the top of the trees. They had to be probably like 40 feet tall. Something like fell out from the trees and it was like pure white, you know, and and I like was looking at it and it stood up and it was like a person and it looked like one of those uh, white aliens from, uh, you know, the, the, the white aliens from uh, the alien series, like the humanoid ones. Okay. Now, I don't know if it was an alien because there are tales of Camp Lejeune's back gate being haunted by like a woman in a white dress, like a white wedding dress. So it could have been like a ghost. But I I had a friend with me and I turned over to look to see if he could see what I was seeing. And he was like staring at it, like looking like in disbelief. And I was like, dude, what should I do? And he was like, drive, bro, get out of here. And I just took off. But, uh, that was something really weird I saw while I was in the military, too. I don't know what that thing was about. But it kind of had a, a similar effect to, like, these aliens in Miami. Like, it looked like it was starting to get, like, shielded. Like, it looked like it was starting to get, like, fuzzy around it, you know? Right. And I don't know why that always happens, but... 
cloaking. What's, yeah. if what's I'm up, Iwax? If I'm oh, not, yo. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Art Bell, he was either born or raised as a young kid on Camp Lejeune. Hey, I want to say pl- something real quick. Military. And then I kind of got to go, but like, uh, so the woman in the white dress, we have the same story of that at this church. And uh, the weird thing about it is one person saw it and they told everyone else. And then I saw it and I told everyone before they told me of the woman in the white dress at the end of the hallway. And it freaked everyone out because I was talking about it and they were talking about it. And we didn't know, like, it was like two correlating stories from two people, like two different, like confirmation basically. Right. And it turned out at the end of this hallway, the reason why we were seeing this, and I'm not saying like breaking down superstition, but it was so interesting. This, this uh, dark hallway at night, there was a door and it was a white door, right? So it's obvious like what, what was happening, right? Once I kind of figured it out, but like it, at night it just looks so creepy at glance. And, uh, and like when your eyes like look real quick, it does look like a silhouette of like just something white, you know? But like that, that's what I kind of concluded with that one. And uh, for for this like for this one right here, I did see two shows on this jellyfish UFO they call them, yeah. right? So yeah. to me, you see how the sun hits it and it becomes translucent. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that's what we were just watching on that video. I mean, it looked like it. Well, what it was, it's infrared. Okay, so what I think happened there. And I've had this happen too on when I fly on a plane. Like if there's something on the window, is uh-huh. is like it will. Um, it could be the direction that they're turning, and the sun all of a sudden hit it, and someone cut this video out. So just that part was in there, like the the whatever's on the window changing colors. For some reason, they documented that, or you know how the internet is. Some right. people think something's right. more interesting than the other thing and then someone else got a hold of it and now it's like a whole thing you know it could have been just something on the window yeah well i know on on uh especially private and this is because this is back in the early 2000s i, I worked for a, a charter aircraft uh, spot and instead of having like shades that they pull down over the window they have like a rotating screen so I don't know if you ever used a 3D television where the it's cut diagonally one way for one eye and, and the other opposite way for the other eye. So it allows you to see the actual, um, the actual, you know, um, uh, where your eyes need to be directed to. So a lot of those windows, not especially on commercial aircraft, but private aircraft, they have it cut like that so if you're if something glistens off of it one way it'll hit the prism on the window one way and it'll black out the other half like it's weird yeah it's hard to describe um if you ever have uh those glasses that you get like when you go to 3d movies or whatever if you have two people looking at each other and you close your left eye the right eye of the person you're looking at will be completely blacked out 
and vice versa because it's instead of uh what green and red like it used to be now it's uh polarized one way and then the other and so yeah that I, i'm just adding that into the logic yeah them uh 3d tvs we, we used to have one way back man and like i've never seen any at the store anymore but those things used to give me headaches for sure yeah yeah i got i got two of them i got two 70 inch 3d tvs so like, i got i spent a lot of time playing with playing with the glass i'm like dude check it out close one eye <laughs> yeah i wish i could show you guys this video that i have it's i've made it into like a just a takeoff video from uh san diego airport and it, i i had window seat right behind the uh wing of the plane and there were black dots on the screen because they just are not on the screen on the uh, window because they just didn't clean it right. And right. I'm kind of OCD, so I'm constantly like, looking at it too. And uh, like we're taking a bank to go where we're going and the sun hits it. And it, it's just, it looks eerily. I mean, it's the same as the way that sun hit that, whatever that other thing is. The way it lit up, it's the same color. It was it was a dark on mine, and it was a dot though. It looks like like honestly, I could cut it out and make it look like a Tic Tac video, right? Going to San Diego if I wanted to myself. Yeah, and I, I was I was uh, watching a video that said that these jellyfish things they're only visible on because they showed a side by side infrared and non infrared, but that they're only visible in infrared. Which adds to the mystery. That's what I read. That's what I read is they were only visible on infrared, which is maybe they made a drone that is only visible on infrared. Yeah, or has the Harry Potter cloak, so you can see the thermal. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Uh, thanks, thanks for letting me come up, man. I just wanted to throw my two cents in. <laughs> Oh, that's cool, brother. Thanks for popping in, man. Yeah, if you yeah. think anything else, hop in whenever, brother. You know for sure. Good. I'll be in chat, though, in and out. All right, yeah. brother. Have a good one, brother. Anyways, so sorry to interrupt your guys' conversation. Someone popped in. No, so. I didn't get about that. Oh, and to know. Jennifer, yeah. Uh, we, I don't think they've done a Bigfoot story, but uh, I, I got I got a kind of bigfoot knowledge so one of these days we'll definitely dive into that we talk about them all the time yeah yeah but i mean we, i got we've never we've never done like a straight topic but we talk about them probably three four times out of the week three or four shows out of the week at least gets brought up once right, right? yeah it'll get brought up would you say I but we've never sat down and just talked about him. Right. I don't think it did a show yeah. just on him. I don't think so. And I'm, I'm, if, I can't I, wait to do that. I'm, yeah, if I, uh, if I had enough Bigfoot knowledge in my nugget, it looked like George Costanza's wallet. <laughs> Makes it funny. <laughs> Literally, man. Dude. Yeah. His wallet, one more damn receipt, one more anything, <laughs> it would just explode. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a good one. So, should I keep doing news, or should we go to the topic, or what do we do? It's still well, we kind of... Got... Yeah, we can fit a couple more. 
poison if you got some juicy ones. If not, we can jump on. I got it. I got some good ones. I think uh, this one would be cool. I think actually Spark will be interested in this one too. So you should just stick around for this one. Let's hear um, Iceland scientists um, unveiled plan to drill into volcano's magma chamber to power country with super hot geothermal energy. So scientists in Iceland have come up with an ambitious plan to drill into volcano's magma chamber to source an abundant amount of clean, super hot geothermal energy. The project would be a scientific first, if successful, uh, would see boreholes drilled about 1.3 miles down through the Earth's crust at a volcano known as Krifla, located in the northeast of Iceland. That's crazy talk, dude. Go poking the bear, literally. I mean, they just don't stop, do they? I mean the whole the whole place is a volcano, so like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? We lose Iceland altogether. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, it's weird, man. And isn't it funny how Greenland is just nothing but ice, but Iceland is nothing but greenery? Weird. Yeah, that's kind of ironically weird. And I did notice that. Uh, when Trump was president, he was trying to buy all all of Greenland. Yeah, well, because yeah, the military base. My yeah, grandpa military base. Yeah, he yep. was stationed there, and he said that when it got like cold, cold, like he said, you could literally spit, and it would be uh, it'd be ice before it hit the ground. Like literally, it'd be a block of ice. Oh, I believe that because it starts doing that like around negative thirty. And it gets negative 30, like, in Wyoming and stuff during the winter with the wind chill. Mm. So, I mean, I'm sure in Greenland it gets it gets there, you know, more frequently. But, yeah. I, I mean, I've been in the cold where you can't even smoke a cigarette outside. Like, it's you just can't, you know? And what, it just won't stay lit? No, you're just, the amount you're just of time. too cold. You're out of there. You can't, you can't sit outside long enough to do it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Here's the volcano that they want to drill into. Yeah, yeah. For those that wonder. Yeah, good luck with that one. I feel like green. And what kind of metal are they going to use? I don't know. Would would you ask me? I said, I feel like Iceland has good intentions. You know, it's like. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it says that. It already says that 90% of their. Their. Uh, energy comes from geothermal energy. So they're using some sort of drill. It doesn't really say what kind, but they've done it. Uh, I just have metals that are that are that can beat a uh, uh, magma. <laughs> magma. Magma. Liquid. Magma. <laughs> Dude, what's up with this? So they're saying here that this damn volcano is one of the country's most explosive volcanoes. It's gone yeah. up 29 times since 1984. Yeah. Well, they probably need... Yeah, actually... They probably need a lava chamber that's, like, you know, close to the surface. 
Right, right. Uh, no, I actually bah. worked. I actually worked for a huge. Um, I'm not going to say the name, but a huge company that everybody knows as a logistics coordinator. And when Iceland back in like 2007, 2008, um, when it popped off, that was the first time I ever experienced um, work disruption. Like we couldn't get uh, shipments back and forth because of Iceland popping off with the giant volcano, the volcano popped off. So air, um, air traffic couldn't get through it. So they literally like gave us days off because of a volcano in Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, um, you guys want to talk about a story that'll probably piss you off, or do you want to talk about something that'll hey, just just kind? Of- here we'll talk about this first, bro. I'm just not in the mood, to, but we're gonna have to go there at some point, I guess. But I'm just not. Um, some of the stories I have are just too dark for me right now. I'm too dark from the Browns losing. The Amazing Spider-Man issue number one comic book sells for over 1.3 million dollars. Uh, that makes me so angry, dude. Could you imagine having that though? See, that's what makes me angry. When I, and I've what? told this, I've told this before to people, and they're like, "BS." Oh. And it's one of those things. I don't care. Um, I don't care who thinks what about it. I went to a garage sale when I was a kid, in like third or fourth grade, because we were just walking through the neighborhood. I bought a set of suitcases, kind of like those little Russian dolls where it's like the big suitcase with the medium-sized suitcase and then the smaller size. And I had an amazing, I've opened it up, the smallest one, had an amazing Spider-Man number one, a Hulk number one, and an Iron Man number one, and a Kraken. And it also had a Tiger's Eye ring in it. Like, I'm not I'm not BSing one bit. And being a kid, I don't know better. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I think I sold the Amazing Spider-Man for like a dollar or two to get candy. And when the late fast forward, and I'm in my like 20s and 30s, and I think it sold for, I saw one sell for like $150,000. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like so mad, dude. But yeah, no BS. My parents even saw them. They can corroborate the story. My brother, same thing, man. It was, ah, uh, dude, heartbreaking. Heart freaking breaking. Yeah, that that would suck. <laughs> oh, it sucked. <laughs> it still sucks. I even had, I, I actually even bought, whenever they first came out, one of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in black and white comic books. And back then, you didn't know that the movie was even going to come out. So, like, I sold that thing, too, for, like, probably a pack of smokes or a freaking couple of freaking Hershey bars. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Continuously kicking myself in the ass over those. Dude, that sucks. I'm sorry, man. That that hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you. Kind of brings a tear. Ah. 
It's not like we're not talking about like a Charizard card that's worth like a hundred bucks now. We're talking about Spider Man number one. Yeah, dude. And it was crazy because I didn't know I wasn't a comic book kid, so I didn't know nothing about comic books and I just found it. And like the Tiger's Eye ring, that thing was like it was a a full like a man's ring. Like it was a big and I ended up giving it to this girl that I wanted her to be my girlfriend in like third or fourth grade. Her name was Hannah. I'll never forget it. I gave it to her on the on the you know, when you gotta walk around track and pee in the morning. Gave it to her and was like, Hey, wanna be my girlfriend? She took the ring and was like, nah. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what a tiger's eye ring was. I was like, Yeah, these things ain't you know, I was just giving a girl a nice piece of jewelry that I found in a suitcase at a freaking garage. Well, yeah. Yeah, that triggered me. I would be triggered too. Um, here I was on CERN's website, and sorry if I'm not don't have the best person. I just chugged more coffee than I've ever drank, and it just made me tired. So I don't know. Music and physics, a space-time voyage back to our origins. So what they are using is a world-renowned cellist and the CERN director. We're teaming up, and they're... Um, interestingly, talking about how they're um, at a special evening at the CERN gateway. So they're actually at CERN. And they were talking about the commonalities and relations between physics and music and the human experience of both. So we talk about that quite often here, which is, uh, you know, the music and frequencies or physics go hand in hand. Absolutely. And that's what these... Uh, people here are talking about if you run if you know to read the article it just goes into the whole it's everything we it's not it's just a quick article talking about how they had a um a forum there for it and we're speaking of it and we talk about it quite often so i just felt like bringing it up real fast is there anything you guys want to say about it go for it spark um, CERN is interesting. Um, is that CERN is where they have the statue of Shiva out front, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, oh God, my heater just kicked on. I usually mute it when my heater kicks on, but, uh, okay. just if, uh, if you know anything about like, uh, dark energy or, um, dark matter, you know, just, you know, anti matter stuff like that you know that it's like really dangerous that's really powerful and it's like uh you know they say like a small black hole can like destroy the earth and stuff like that and in some ways i yeah i feel like you know um maybe they opened up a portal or something there at cern and maybe they ran into a demon do you know what i'm saying like Shiva or Vishnu or, or some god maybe I don't know some being who uh, controls those kinds of things and maybe and if you look at the picture that they have out front of uh, Nataraja which is the name of that statue he's in the circle it's like a portal right the star circle or whatever yeah 
Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's just interesting to me that they would do that because it makes me think, what did they encounter, you know? Right. Well, they also have to, the engineers, they have to do the dance with Shiva before they fire up the, it's literally in the um, STP standard work, or SWP standard work procedure. You have to do the dance but before you fire them. See, so maybe they opened up a portal and Shiva was there or something. You know? Yeah, I think they did. I think they've been opening up portals. Um, I think that's what, you know, knocked us into the parallel universe that we're in now. You know, hence the Mandela effect, all that. Oh, I mean, my God. yeah, that's where I think that took us. Like, we're not even. We're not even in the same universe ever since they fired that thing up. I was I'm with you. And I passed a building, and I was like, that building has never been there. And my daughter was like, that's always been there. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is yep. going on? <laughs> now, and if you if you ever get, get a chance, man, um, Google the opening ceremony to that thing. It is the most, you know, like, occultist. Um, they have the Baphomet dancing around. They got these people. Oh, are you talking about the tunnel ritual? Yeah, yeah. People in the chat. That's in Sweden. It's called the. I can pull it up real fast. It's the Sweden ton and tunnel ritual, where they were do. They had all types of. Hold on. Yeah, had Illuminati were all there. They got that that baby faced fallen angel looking thing. They had. Uh, all the all those grown people in diapers and they were all like yeah. going into that like portal that was on the screen and yeah that big eye yeah it's crazy dude crazy when like we were talking about last night about a bunch of that stuff what's the point of having the you know the bohemian grove type thing why is why are all these ritualistic if cern's just a regular company you know like when ibm started they didn't do none of that crap because it was just a computer company, you know, as a corporation. They're not like, oh, here's IBM. Now let's do the, you know, put a pentagram on the side of the building and do the dance of Satan. And, you know, before we cut the tape on the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah. Right. On. Get ready, guys. This is trippy. Um, it's called the Gothard Base Tunnel, to those that don't know. Um, you want to talk about ushering in some sort of entity or whatnot, here you go. No, it won't let me stretch it out. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Like, this is just nothing either. Like a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worker class fed zombie. Yeah. Weird. Man. Oh, Complete. Opening up. A... Yeah, they're about oh. to open up this portal. That thing's going to turn into a portal here. And, and people are going to be. Look at it. There's so much here. I'll try to skip some of it. Six minutes off. Yeah, yeah. Look at this stuff. Why are they doing this ritual just to introduce a tunnel? 
Right. What is going on? Yeah, that stuff. The the <laughs> those assless chaps. Wow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, is to orgy. introduce the, the tunnel. I hold on. Let's skip through this a little. Let's skip yeah. through that. Look at this. Here's a fallen angel. Yep. Then there's the Baphomet in there too. Freaking crazy, dude. Dun dun dun. Here like, they are acting like demons on the ground. Little little entities running around like little its. Oh yeah, it's very artistic. It's just the cultish is all oh, get the hell out. You know, it's definitely artistic. They put some work into this. Here we go. Yeah. Here they come with here they come with their horns. There's your little Baphomet guy. Right around. And that's not even the Baphomet guy, but there's your horn dude. There's a whole bunch of weird uh, whatever. What what are they doing right now? What type of ceremony are they doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, lots of companies start and they don't do any of that. <laughs> you imagine if like Jeff does did that when he opened Amazon. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he did, but it wasn't in public. Did Salvador Dali do the choreography? Nah, I'm scared to know who did the choreography. To be honest, this was yeah, in think... 26. This was June 1st, 2016. Yeah, I mean, I remember the choreography. I remember this when it was like yesterday. Hold on, it's almost over. We got to get to the opening of the portal, and we can end it. Oh, they skipped it. Yeah, that's the. Are you talking about the outdoor one when they're outside? Yeah, when they're outside and they're swinging from the ropes, and the there's that giant eyeball, and it opens into a portal, and all for the stupid yeah, yeah. train. All that was for that stupid right. train. So that's what you that's always talk train about. The, yeah, that's the train that brings you in to inside a CERN. Right. Yeah, that's what brings like you in the Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's that plane called like the Juniper or whatever that take the uh, Area 51, same type of ish. <coughs> Dan- oh man, Danny they get said, a good deal on Harbor Freight. Danny said, "I'm." He's like, "I'm sure none of those people practice satanic rituals anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? No doubt. So we're about to get in. Now we're talking about some evil crap. I'm going to do this story real fast. And then I'll go into a funny headline. And then we'll go into the, the next. Thing. So um, we talked about this a lot on our show. So I felt like we should probably bring it up because... It just goes along with what we've been saying. So, porn-addicted children's minister allegedly molested child during Christmas vacation. 
quotation marks gave into temptation. What Remember that? we were talking? Yeah. A Wyoming children's minister admitted he couldn't be left alone with kids after he molested a young girl during his Christmas vacation in Florida. In Florida? Had to be in Florida. Yeah, that's what oh, it was. Yeah. Man, I did not even try. I didn't even have to try. I didn't even have to try. What's up, Richard? Richard Scott Shaw, he's 69, too. What a, what an age. Right? He's 69, told cops he gave in to temptation when he allegedly groped a victim who was under 12 years old over her clothing on two separate occasions. He told Polk County Sheriff Grady, oh, yeah, you don't mess in Brown and Polk County, bro. Sheriff Grady will snap. Dude, that dude is done. That dude's done. The girl confided in her mother shortly after Shaw returned to Wyoming, where he serves as worship leader at Under Command Ministries. That sounds kind of creepy. I'm Under Command Ministries. The enraged parent then called the minister, who allegedly confessed to the perverted crime but claimed it was an accident. The girl was one of Shaw's two known victims, police discovered. He changed his tune when he was taken into custody last week, telling officers he was afraid of the consequences. And if you guys want to see what shameful looks like, dun, dun, dun. hold on a second. If you want to see what scumbag, shameful, trashy, can't trust a minister type person looks like? There you go. Don't let your kids sit on Santa Claus's lap at Christmas either, and that's why. Ho ho ho, bitches! That's your, that's your little groper. How uh, gross! How disgusting! That dude needs to be. Again, he should have. Uh, hopefully, Sheriff Grady never lets him leave uh, Polk County. You know, I saw a video like coming out of the. Middle East, and it was a guy, and he was just getting beat by people with two by fours. And at the end of the video, it was like child molester. And I was like, geez, that doesn't go over well anywhere, you know. But a lot of other places are a lot more violent, a lot less tolerant, you know. They don't make accommodations for them. Yeah, no, I mean this nah. dude shouldn't shouldn't have. And then Florida, you would think, but Florida's so full of this. I mean, I think that. The act made, I think, just the state when he got in there, there was some sort of gravitational pull to make him start acting like a freak. Not saying that he wasn't doing it before he left. Ah, So, again, you're supposed to be able to go to your local pastor, uh, priest, police officer, etc. for when you need help not to go get groped. It's the point of this story. Yep. It's the point of exposing these people because they clearly can't be trusted. So that's what's up with that. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say about this. It just pisses me off, but needs to be known because that's just what's well, going to, on. To me, it's like to me, it's like when anybody gets into kind of a, a position of, especially depending on their childhood, when you get into a position of power, 
if you're like a security guard at a mall and you think you're a freaking cop, or if you're just a teacher and you demand respect and you want to turn into a Karen about it or whatever, like it just seems like the give an inch, take a mile type of a scenario where, you know, it's like, oh, as soon as I get a, a title, then I'm entitled. And then you think you can get away with whatever that, you know, same with po- certain corrupt police, certain any anybody with a, with a title. You know what I mean? That that has authority over another individual. A teacher has authority over kids, turns into a freaking tyrant. And it's like, dude, back up. (laughs) Remember, you're you're just a security guard, bro. Don't take it so seriously. You're just a teacher. Don't. (laughs) Come on. Unless this guy's walking around, then unload on his ass. You know? Oh yeah, I can't. I can't stand I'm just it. I'm taking him down here. I just can't stand it. Just, uh, doesn't oh, someone's gonna it unload no it. Yeah, someone's gonna unload on him one day, and it's not gonna be nice. <laughs> In more so I'm gonna ask you more. this. I'm not gonna really read the stories much. I'm just gonna ask you what it would be like. So a migrant mom and her two children drowned trying to cross the Rio Grande in Texas. Rio Grande. Is that a big river? Rio Grande. So is that a big river? Literally, the translation means big river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's some spots where no, it's not. But like, if you go out to like, um, uh, there are there are pieces that that really are because that that whole thing runs. All the way from, I want to say Arizona, all the way in between Texas and Mexico. So, like, if you go, like, even, um, uh, what is it, uh, Big Bend and all that, yeah, very much so. But there are parts of the river, like by Laredo, that, dude, I could swim that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like going across any, um, any river on a bridge when you're, uh, going, you know, on any kind of typical travel, like a quarter mile bridge, you know what I mean? But there are parts of it that are, yeah, very treacherous. But none of all the cross the rivers, they don't go there, they go to where it's uh thin, you know what I mean? So then, so, why are these so? Why were see, that's why I kind of wanted to bring this up because it seemed like there's some sort of agenda to this story. Um, there was three other people that drowned doing the same thing, but it's like, okay, so there's five people that drowned but yet a lot of people are just walking across the border because it's open. Um, well, there are yeah. also, it, it depends on, so you got to think of the logistics system too. So sometimes, so the coyote, the coyotes or the coyotes, are the ones that you pay to get you across or at least get you to the um to the to the border right and then it's up to you to get across so if you have if if you're paying a cheap amount they're going to drop you off in a more isolated part not where everybody else and their mom is crossing so they'll be like they'll drop you off and be like oh you walk you know you know, uh, 50 miles up the river, then you'll find a safe crossing. And a lot of times they'll just 
they'll try to chance it on their own. You know. So like like JB said, is it a muddy river? Yeah, it is very muddy river. Um in certain in certain spots. But uh yeah, like the the closer you get towards I don't know the instructions on massaging your foot, woman. Um, but yeah, it, sorry, Jen's got me distracted. Uh, yeah, there are spots where it goes through, and there's a lot of fine sediment, so it's very, you know, it's like literally brown mud water almost looking. Uh, and then there are the deep parts where it's uh, very clear. So you can trudge across the the thin the thin canals of the river and. There are thick parts, like like I was saying, uh, at um, Big Ben. That's like wilderness. That's like you cross that river there, you might as well be in like the Yosemite, you know, national park or something like. And yeah, at times it is fast moving. Um, there are times when it's uh, when it's especially because Texas is a high flood uh, plain. So we get a good amount of rain and that river will expand by, you know, three or four times its width. So, but, mm -hmm. and then you go there, if you, if you cross it in July, you're not, you're going to be able, you won't even get wet. <laughs> you know I mean? You'll be able to like hop. It's so bone dry, basically. Yeah. You'll hop from stone to stone and be like, oops, oh, well, I got my laces wet. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, River. at the end of the day, they're trying to like the. I hate. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is the Democrats because that's what it is. I mean, Henry Zuler, Democrat of Texas, is blaming, asking to like stop patrolling that part of the. Yeah. So they can just get across without no more deaths. It's like. Yeah. Because of Biden's open border policy. Yeah. So open border that's what's going crap. on, you know. I don't and then, know. Um, I saw something that said, and I don't what's know that, I, bro? Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something that said, and I, I didn't check the the source or anything, but that in the last four days, um, eighty thousand migrants have gotten all the way through with no. Um, no detain, uh, detainee type stuff. Like they just walked on through eighty thousand, like four. Because that's, that's the that's... only way they have ah, to swim. Scary. They're, not, they're not letting scary, them in passages. But if you happen to get across, they just give you a catch and release kind of a attitude. But no, the if you if you were to try to actually go from Laredo, Nueva Laredo, into Laredo on from Texas or Matamoros, like go through the, go over the bridge, no, dude, they will bust you quicker than, I don't I don't care what you you could have a, you could have a freaking um, and this has happened to me, you can have a um, what do you call it, a radar detector. You coming from Mexico into Texas with a radar detector in your car, you're you better pay them some money or you're going to jail. But now if you walk up the river about a couple miles, 
and cross over and then they're like come on in have fun <laughs> you know we'll <laughs> try the veal we'll be here till thursday yeah well i i'm for immigration like really america is built on immigrants and you know the republicans have tried like john mccain the state i'm from arizona he tried a lot of different programs to help veterans like he tried amnesty programs like to like if you could prove that you've been in the u.s for so long without you know getting arrested and you were working then you that you can build up to your citizenship or you can join the military that's another way i saw a lot of people get citizenship you know so there's a lot of ways you can become a citizen and try to get your uh united kingdom citizenship that's just impossible you know it's like britain's taking no immigrants you know so america is doing a lot but the open borders you know just letting people in without venting them at all you know which is kind of like where we're at now is just like dangerous really it is. It is. And and I give no, because I'm, I'm Native American. My great-grandmother, uh, she was full-blooded Apache. Um, but Apaches jumped from one side of the border to the other. So whenever they closed up the borders way back when she was a kid, she was stuck on the Mexican side. And a, a lot of, I remember whenever this whole immigration thing started becoming a really big deal, um, they would go, oh, well, they have kids and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, in the the 30s and, or, yeah, the 30s and 40s, when my great-grandma came across, she had nine kids. And she brought, got everybody legal, got them all over here on, you know, on her own, um, ended up settling down in Gonzales, Texas. You know, so to me, it wasn't, oh, well, they just, they can't get the paperwork together and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, no. You know, like, my whole family is pretty much living proof that you can do it right and do it the right way and, and end up being here and, and being successful and being, you know, uh, an official citizen. But, you know, if you're just going to actually... I was actually watching an interview. They were down at the Texas border today. They had... Egyptians, they had Koreans, they had, and they they didn't really have that many Mexicans at all. They had um, Chinese, they were full-grown militarized Chinese that they found evidence of them being literally militarized Chinese. Um, so it's not, it's not just the fact that it's, you know, Mexico being poor and trying to come over. It's, um, it's, you know, infiltrate. They're being invited. They're being invited over. Yeah. They're being paid. Right. They're basically, you know. So yeah. I'm sure, literally, I'm sure they don't want to go live on the streets of New York City either. So if the war Cold act, and shitty, what's going war on? Stuff, you know. Um, we'll you know, know who to worry about? Ones that are going to be plants. You know what I mean? Inside. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let thousand of them i think i think we're up to a count of like a hundred and i heard like 105 million in the last like since the biden administration started and i'm not saying it's the biden administration itself which i do believe that but it i don't it is though they just it's open border they said it but i mean trump didn't do it shit either so i mean he did more than biden but uh it was still yeah, open borders. 
Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, this is kind of funny. Definitely funny. Um, of course, it's Florida. Best ever Florida man games will feature beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course. Sign me up, bro. Dun, dun. Anyways, it ain't the Olympics. <laughs> it did. ain't the Olympics, but a group of Floridians plan to host competitions themed according to the collective antics of beer-loving, gator-possessing, rap sheet, heavy mullet-wearing social media phenomenon known as Florida Man. <laughs> Organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. The games <laughs> will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories involving guns, drugs, <laughs> booze, and reptiles, or some combination of the four. Wow. This is the Associated Press. Even they know. Among the contests planned for the next February in St. Augustine, Florida, According to organizers, the evading obstacle course in which contests jump over fences and run through yards while being chased by real police officers. The Category 5 cash grab in which participants try to grab as much money in the window, the booth, and the self-explanatory beer belly wrestling. Dude, I've been um, trained. Hi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see me in that. I'm going. <laughs> we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see. Uh, I thought that was. That's hilarious. Hilarious. So that's that's what's going on in Florida. I wish that that dude. He's like, I'm enjoying. <laughs> Anyways, down. I mean, I so work a lot now, but <laughs> I have to. I have to train a little bit, but <laughs> I can do that, bro. Yeah, JB, they were known for all that type of stuff. Now they're just known for meth gators and, uh, and like, you know, having sex with your cousin type people. Uh, so I'm done with the news for the moment. I don't want to talk about the other ones I have. Um, I'm going to get into this so we can talk about our topic. Cleveland, curse. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is real. This is an article I pulled up. If you are a Cleveland fan in either football, baseball, or basketball, and can honestly say that there is no curse hanging over the entire city of Cleveland sports, you're in complete denial. <laughs> Which is fine, but honestly, just because you don't believe there is one certainty certainly doesn't change the fact that there actually is. You just started watching Cleveland sports. It just gives you reasons, you know, which again is fine, you know, because the people just started. Um, they ignore facts. Then they start giving explanations like the catch in the World Series of 1954, the Red Right 88, 1981 playoff game, the drive in 87, the fumble in 88, the shot in 89. <laughs> The World Series in 95, Art Satan Modell in 95 when the Browns left, Indians losing the World Series again in 97, 
Uh, it just then the Browns leave and then they win the Super Bowl in 2001, like two years later. Um, so it just keeps going and going. And then for me, I feel like I was cursed because the one time we did win, it was with LeBron, and I can't stand him. So the only time we could really say we won is with somebody I would rather not win with. So even our one winning was was uh, cursed in my book. <laughs> so that being said, Breezy, yeah. why is my city and my team's cursed, bro? Now, I will give you one quick background on the the area, and then you could kind of go from there. And that you being um, Native American, you might have a, a better explanation. So, you know, I'm reading this. It talks about in 2002, Indians can't do this. 2001, 2000, 97, 95. All these, so it started in 95. 95, um, 95, 97, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2002, 2004, 2007, and it also was 2016, but they didn't even do get to that on this one. So, but that's all. So that being said, the Indian Stadium was uh, built over an Indian burial ground. Yeah, I've heard that. Could that be uh, a reason that the, the 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 team is cursed? As far as the sports go, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but what I really think is that the the whole the way the whole state is set up. So, um, because what they really did, okay, so you you got to think of. Um, what is it? It'd be the uh, the Great Lakes peoples, right? So, where you have Native American colonies, you know, we're right in right in the in the way of their industrial complex. Uh, so they needed the channel ways, so they needed to move the people out. Um, so there was definitely a lot of. Uh, slaughter and and evacuation of the natives and it, back then it wasn't done um, lo- I wouldn't say lawfully but nicely you know it was basically a get out of the way you're going to get slaughtered and a lot of mm-hmm. them they their ground and there's a lot of those northeastern states like that you know um, I think that you know, uh, land holds energy. So if you got a, a lot of detestment as far as um, that that land goes, and then you also have all those the salt mines that underneath the Erie, right? So Lake Erie, right there in Ohio, where a lot of people lost their lives. And this is modern era, whatever. Actually, yeah, the stadium is actually on a salt mine. The old stadium, the new stadium. Is probably ten to twelve miles from it, right. tops. So I think in any of those states, like even like Salem and all that, you know, where there was mass atrocities committed, 
you know, it basically stains the soil in that, that region, you know, because I, I believe that, I believe that the earth holds, um, you know, like permafrost holds bacteria. I believe the earth holds energy. So if you have an abundance of negative energy in a concentrated place, then it's going to permeate eventually as, as time goes by, it's going to hold that residual energy within itself, negative or positive. So if there was like lots of great deeds done on, on a certain spot, it's going to hold that positive energy, a bunch of negative, a bunch of death, murder, slavery, um, you know, working workers to the bone, whether they're natives or whether they're, um, immigrants, you know, and then Cleveland was also, I mean, not Cleveland, but uh, Ohio actually was also a big hub for asylum seekers, you know, like the Croatians, the Polish, that's why you got such a diverse amount of, and when they got over there, they weren't treated, you know, they weren't treated as equals. So, you know, you got, you got, um, what would you call oppression? you know, for multiple different facets of peoples. So when you got that much of a negative energy buildup, it's going to remain in that spot, you know, kind of like that's, that's one of the things I was looking into, um, about the Ohio hot spots, you know, like that there's one, I, I forget I'll have my notes with me right now, but, uh, the orphanage place. And uh, I think it's, uh, uh, I'll have to look when I get back inside. I'm smoking a cigarette. But like the orphanage where they were all treated badly and then it ended up burning down and everybody, all the kids and it burned alive. You know, and that's JB, like one- the sorry, real fast. JB asked if Cleveland Municipal Stadium is on a salt mine. It is there below the stadium. So it's right off of the stadium is, is the beach right there. So like they're, it's like a couple minutes away. I don't think it's sitting on top of one literally, but they're, I mean, you know, if you can hit a golf ball, you know, right. a few hundred feet, you can be at the salt mines. So the original stadium was on the salt mines, but the new one isn't, right? Right. Absolutely. The old stadium. Yeah. Cause my buddy, he has actual seats from the original stadium in his, in his house. I used to. Yeah, I guess they let like just let loose. I was it. at that game. I was at that game. Yeah, man, it was the last game, and everybody just started tearing off seats, ripping it apart, the stadium, and uh, it was right. people were crying, and I was probably like twelve or fourteen, and I'll never forget seeing grown men cry with their, sure. you know, it was it was crazy. Yeah, now he's got him in his pool room because he's got a whole pool room and he's got uh, original, uh, I guess, I don't know what the stadium was called or anything, but he's like, yeah, those are from the original stadium. And I don't know. Jennifer, absolutely bad voodoo. We, we'll talk about that too, but yeah, absolutely. She said she calls it imprint energy. There you go. That's a good one. Imprinted energy. Yeah. I always called it residual, but you know, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a good, cool. that's a good one too. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's, so 
when you think so i that was what came to my mind with curse with the curse right and i mean i also asked you questions outside of this uh podcast about can like you be talking to a specific guest or somebody and can they curse you through the internet right can they yeah. put a curse on you and get you sick or cause things to happen in your life is that something that's possible i do believe so i believe that that uh if you're me personally this is just my personal beliefs and i'm not trying to cross anyone else's but if you're a believer in god and christ that it wards off a lot of that but it can still affect you you know like i personally believe that a curse was placed upon me and Cause dude, and I knew exactly where this person was going at it because I used to have like, you know, thick, voluptuous, beautiful hair. And like, all of a sudden, like I, I crossed ties with this individual and she was a Satanist and, um, uh, and literally had an altar and all that, you know, a music industry individual. And we uh, had a big falling out. And all of a sudden, like, you know, like I start losing hair by the handfuls, you know, and I, I literally believe that that had something to do with it. Now, did it take me to the point where it completely broke, you know, uh, the, the objective she was trying to get at? No, but it definitely affected it. You know, so I do believe in that. I do believe, uh, same with the voodoo thing. But if you're, if you have the armor of God, um, you can get dinged up, but you're not going to get taken out, <laughs> you know, unless you allow yourself to. And there's some, so, go ahead. Yeah. No, so, so I have another one for you. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I used to go to uh, summer camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Montrose, which is like Akron area. And there was this place, there was this like giant hill. And at the top, there was like a, what was like a remaining of a, maybe a, it was a cabin. But all, you, all what was left was the fireplace. And if you walk further back in the woods, there was a grave with like rocks around it and there was they would tell us that um there was a woman buried there because back in the depression she got killed by her husband right and he had actually fell off the cliff and crawled into a cave and there's an actual mummy in the cave that's actually (laughs) true and so they would say that if you mess with the grave up on the top, that you would get a curse, right? Right. But then they also said that if you kiss the mummy, you would get good luck. Now, yeah. personally, I ain't kissing no damn mummy, right? And I'm a little dick, so I go up the hill. There's this, there's this, mm, like a grave or whatever, but it was just like, you know, with rocks around it. Me and the kids were all that I was with. I was a kid, dude. You know, we started kicking the rocks down the hill. <laughs> like, 
There it goes. There it goes Fanny's headstone. Prom, 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 prom. There it goes. Her, uh, yeah, yeah, right. We're doing that. And we're getting like, next thing you know, dude, I broke out in poison ivy. Like the next morning, I broke out like inch thick poison ivy. Right. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it because everybody said, don't do it. You're going to get a curse. You're going to get cursed. And this is at like a church, you know, uh, camp type deal, right? Even though right. there was nothing churchly about it. Uh, and at the end of the day, dude, I got covered in poison ivy. So did I get cursed or what? It, I mean, it's definitely a pot. Were you like trudging through weeds and stuff or just walking the trail? I mean, I don't know, man. We did have some sort of game that we played where people, I don't know, bro. Yeah. For real, for real. You know, I think that I had it, but I had it so bad. Like, dude, like you couldn't even tell who I was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely could have been, uh, you know, a residual. Get them all. Uh, it could have definitely been a residual piece. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you know, um, and I believe in, you know, hitchhikers like that. You, you know, you go to certain certain spots that have uh, dark energies and um, even after you leave it, it'll follow you, you know, so I don't and I'm not just saying like a, a demon or a ghost or but just a bad juju, a bad energy that attaches itself to you. You know, and I think that where you lie in your in your faith and 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 in what your actually your intentions actually were, you know, if you're an innocent kid just kicking rocks, then you know. But if you actually went there as a you know like a, a senior in high school and knew what you were doing and doing it just to be disrespectful, that it could be a lot worse. You know what I mean? That's just me, because if you're intentionally doing it, same thing as like uh, or anything. If you intentionally do it, knowing that you're being a dick, you know, uh, you know about it, then. But as a child, just being a kid, just being like, huh, huh, you know, I was literally like, you know, eight, nine, you're ten years old, you right? Know what I'm saying? right. I was, and, I was and, a kid. Yeah, you'll get a slap on the wrist, but I get poison ivy on my butt and my face, and <laughs> right, be, and then not be able to kiss the girl I was trying to make out with that that week. That week, yeah, yeah. At the you skate. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, it. at the camp, I would oh, go yeah. to the camp and find <laughs> me a little chicky, and I would do. Yeah, bro, I was always a little. There wasn't no age that was too young for Team Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Team Tim was like, let's go. Let's party, bitches. I got a canoe. I, I jacked the canoe, girl. Let's go. Let's go, girl. I'm going to take you to Fanny Hill, and I'm going to show you who the damn old man is. <laughs> Anyways, so what? I was reading your comment real fast. Uh, JB it says, Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama was apparently on ancient burial grounds, too. I looked it up, and there's something called the Talladega Curse. Others say the site of the Super Speedway was once an Indian burial ground. 
Still, another version says that after the local tribe was driven out by the Creek Nation for their collaboration with forces of Andrew Jackson, a shaman put a curse on the valley. Right. So, what is what has happened at this? Uh, uh, it says it's cursed, haunted, and jinxed. Yeah. There's tales of tame the demons. Oh, jeez. Yeah, when the shamans when the shamans put the curse on the land, that's the same as like Skinwalker Ranch. That was either like I want to say the Utes or the Hopis. Um, yeah, then you're 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 getting into something because it's one thing to have atrocities committed because atrocities are committed everywhere. Um, but whenever they're actually putting in, putting a curse and actually putting in the energy and ritualistically cursing that spot, that there's a lot more, uh, what would you call it? There's a lot more, um, emphasis into it as far as, uh, those places become high, you know, high strange points. You know, it's one thing to just have a, you know, like a bad battle, you know, like Gettysburg, you'll see ghosts, but you're not like everyone that lives in Gettysburg is, you know, under some kind of curse or the whole town's not under some kind of curse because it wasn't cursed. It was just a place of bad energy. You know, that's, that's, that's me. And all of this is just me. I'm not going by. I'm not trying to sway anybody's opinions. I'm not trying to, you know, um, uh, forebode any any type of knowledge because in the end it's all speculation and it's all just kind of how you feel about it. Well, I tried to, show, tried to show a picture, but all I wanted to do is give me a damn... Uh, what's it called? commercial bro i can't stand ads i'm not gonna sit here and just keep playing oh there there's the jinx thing that's what it looks like i'm not gonna i tried to stretch it out like go ahead sorry brother i was trying to show a picture of the jinxed uh thing no no you're good you're good yeah that's that's how i feel about you know a lot of these okay and and another one is you know, <clears throat> if it's intentional, like we have, we have uh, a road down here that actually runs through the property. Or it used the original route used to run through my buddy's property, and they stopped because they found an Indian burial ground, and they rerouted the entire road. It's called Waterson Road. Rerouted the entire road around it. You know, because they disturbed it, but they weren't like, ah, oh, who cares? And just, you know, uh -oh. we'll just build the road on top of it anyway. Uh-oh. There's freaking total... What does that say right there? Looks like, to me, it's flat as shit. Just sideways. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Where's the curvature yeah. in that? Right now, I know you're talking it's, about the dive book boxes. The aren't those? Look at it. 
It's complete. Look at my look. Look at my yeah. Look at my mouse. It's completely. Let's level this all get out. (laughs) But yeah, the die boot boxes. Those are the Jewish boxes, right? If I'm not mistaken, where they're like hidden in there, or they're not to be open, but they're like little uh finely carved uh almost like kind of like jewelry boxes but a little bit bigger yeah that yeah yeah i know what you're talking about um and is that where you like keep what what are they for judaism is that what you're talking about well, here? You, the form of you can you can keep uh bad spirits or i guess demons whatever locked inside of it but you do once they're locked up you do not open them and there's there's uh i guess experiences of people who didn't realize what they were they inherit them and they go oh let's see if grandma had jewelry in there but it's really like where they trapped like an evil spirit from their house or whatever and forced it in kind of like the the ghost trap on Ghostbusters, but old school, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and they have um, um, religious symbology on them to keep almost like spells to keep it trapped inside, like 13 ghosts, those little prisons that the glass prisons that they had in that movie, kind of like, like that. This? Like what it's on the screen right now with the little chalice yep. inside, yep. you got some, got a face. Yeah, a candle. Yeah, you're supposed to keep them shut. Once you get that thing in there, you don't open it. <laughs> Leave it alone. That's a, That's my knowledge of it. That's what I. I don't. So know. that could curse you or what? See, a cursed well, wine yeah, box that supposedly came to America, yeah, laden with its owner, grim experience of the Holocaust, was once of the few straight-up paranormal hits in the era through sharply well they're trying to say it's debunked but yeah no i i I don't know i'm not extensive in it but i have heard of it and i do i do recall it um and i do recall an actual story i can't remember where i heard it from it might have been what lurks beneath um but yeah, I remember. There you know, we go. There we go. Now come on in, come on, fellas. Time to join the show. I'm <laughs> get the screen before I take it yeah. off. Right, right, brothers. <laughs> What's your favorite non non porn magazine to, to masturbate to? Good housekeeping. Oh, it might have been Mr. Ballin. You're right, Jennifer. It might have been Mr. Ballin. Yeah, I get it all made up. I listen to so much of that, so much of this stuff, and yeah. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you want to go outside and you want to go out to the garage and do some karate? <laughs> Let's see. Post Malone has definitely been cursed by a haunted box. What should we look into? What he's been cursed on? I've been cursed by quite it's a few. The, he's been he's been cursed by a what uh, the the 
Dibukaki box. <laughs> Dibukaki. <laughs> the Bukaki box. <laughs> you got cursed by it. I, mean, I, I do have suffered a, <laughs> a few evil transitions from that box myself. Yeah, he, got, he got covered in Bukaki and it, he hasn't recovered <laughs> since. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. He's, he's suffering right now. Poor guy. Look at him. He's like... They got me. They covered me in Bukak. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, won't let me. That's poopy. That's poopy. It's not letting me show the Post Malone picture with... Never mind. So, uh, Zach Bagan's box. Let's see. A first look like Post Malone had gotten himself caught up in a classic... Final destination scenario. In August, right after the VMAs, the rapper and his entourage boarded a private plane to London, only to have the tires blow off immediately after takeoff. The pilot, well, at least it was after. Well, I guess how you're going to land, right? The pilot managed to land the plane safely, but the universe appeared to believe it had been deprived of a soul it was owed. A few days later, armed robbers broke into a house where Malone used to live and demanded to see him. Fortunately, he wasn't there. Again, he was fine. Again, the universal universe seemed to rage. Rage on. And then September 7th, the rapper's Rolls Royce was T-boned by Ikea in West Hollywood. He made it out unscathed. However, it seems the string of misunfortunate is not the universe working uh, but the result of a good old-fashioned curse obtained from a haunted box. So that's not just like some old ladies. No. According to TMZ, Malone visited Ghost Adventures host Zach Bagans. There you go. You were right, Jennifer. It was Zach Bagans. Um, Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in Las Vegas back in June. Bagans showed him around while Malone Casually sipped a beer and at one point brought him to see the the Bukaki box that inspired the horror film The Possession. Daibukaki is Yiddish for malpractice spirit, and the box is believed to be the most haunted object. So wait, hold on, 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 on. This is one of those Yiddish Jew boxes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't fuck. I wouldn't even. Yeah, no. What's wrong with these people? There's Dib probably box. all types of them inside of that damn tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Dibbick. Yeah. Dibic. And that's, think about it. That's almost like the same, uh, you know, because I, I like to like to make connections with um, um, horror movies and stuff like that with these tales. Uh, it's kind of like it reminds me of, um, the original creep show that the story of the crate where they find the, the crate that's been locked up. And then the, the freaking, the giant Yeti kind of monster kills everybody comes anywhere near the crate. You know, I mean, to me, it just kind of correlates, but yeah, don't open boxes that you find locked for a reason. 
Well, this box in particular was believed to be the most haunted object in the world. <laughs> what? Usually being in, the box is covered with a protective casing and you have no... You have to be over 18 to sign a waiver just to see it. But Malone, Malone is a celebrity, so Bagans let him see it without the casing because I guess celebrities are immune to most curses, right? The fudge? Who the f- Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Unless he wants this weird curse because he's already done sold his soul, so what's the damn difference? Uh, Malone hanging back and nursing his beer, his hand on the doorknob while Began shows the haunted box, his hand resting on top of it. Malone has a very dude, let's get out of here vibe and reaches out for Bagan, who jumps away from the box. Bagan's like, get that friggin' box away from me. I don't trust that damn hit of shit. <laughs> Dude, it goes back. very clear. They... They, they they should have made it more clear before he entered the room. He then started ripping on his e-cig and was like, what the F, man? I remember hearing him talking about this on a uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. And see, it, you know, I think a lot of these objects, same as places, um, hold all these, like that freaking... Um, the Warrens, they have that museum of all the cursed objects that they had. And there's like a story about they left a reporter in there overnight. No one was supposed to stay in there overnight. And like the dude, I think they might, I, man, I don't know if they found him dead, but they definitely found him like laid out on the floor. And he was only in there. And you can listen to his tape recordings and he just starts. He's like normal at first, and he's like, yeah, I'm seeing these, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, wait, there's someone sitting in the chair over there, you know, and, and he starts slowly, like, unraveling mentally and start talking about apparitions, and you can hear, like, knocks in the background. And so, and that's supposed to be one of the most uh, cursed places, that little Warren Museum. I want my so- Dahlia. <laughs> Yeah. I want my cake. Jennifer's on point today. You got I it. want my cake. So then, look, we're almost at two hours, and I still have a couple questions before we can even consider we scratch the surface of this topic. I really just wanted to see, if is it possible for a sports city or any city at that matter to be cursed? And then other, you know, curses – cursed things you know this was sort of put together at the end because i had a long day of loser football um anyways but uh so this question first off you got you got different types of curses and right you got like people that do like santeria right, right. you got witchcraft so you got like uh what are those people called not what are they called? Uh, Paganism or uh, what was the that witches? Be? The yeah. uh, Wiccan. Wiccan. You know they put their spells. Then you got the Satanists putting their spells, and then you yeah. got the church with their prayers, which could also end up being a spell. Then you got, you got uh, Indians yeah. putting their spells, and you got the voodoo spells. Exactly. 
and you got curses um, by things that have been, you know, yeah. handed down from generations. So now you've got things that have been cursed. That's different from being put on a spell. Right. So there's a there's a lot to cover when it comes to this topic. That's, but that's it seems what everything we just described is almost um, European and Western culture. So you you can even get start dot which I don't know because I'm not a you know um, not by any means an expert about it. But you also got you know your Asian cultures, your Indian cultures, the Af- Celtics and the math ma- ma- magicians. I'm with you on that. RJ said he hates the math magicians. Yeah, they're they're probably up to no good too. I'm with you, bro. Go ahead, brother. Sorry, I was. No, no, I was just going by, you know, those are just two particular regions, you know, because whenever we're talking like um, Wiccans or the, you know, the, um, what are the other ones, Um, Druids, you know what I mean? Like you're talking um, Western culture. What about the Hasids? Hasidics? I mean, yeah, well, they got Cabal. Or Kabbalah, yeah, so, you know Kabbalah they, magic. Then they put Malioke, Malioks, or what is it? What is it like? Right. Uh, then there's also, you know, oh, there's you the, know the Italian curse, the Malioka. Yeah, there's a uh, Enochial magic um, from from you know the Book of Enoch. Um, you know, yeah. So you know, and then you got like the demons of Solomon, the Ring of Solomon. So. You know, there, yeah, I think from every aspect in life, uh, in every culture, let me say not in life, but every aspect in culture, you're gonna have, um, the you know, the first, the force versus the dark, you know, the light side versus the dark side, and both of them can, can prayers can help, curses can damage, you know, so when it really comes down to it regardless of the culture um you're gonna have points where people are using this energy to help people or hinder people and and in the end that's that's really how it just rolls you know the episode of the wi file podcast where he talks about crowley yes i do or did i'm a huge wi files observer I don't always agree with the dude, but definitely. Why files? What lurks beneath? Mr. Ballin, like I almost really, Mr. Mythos. I religiously listen to all that. Like yesterday was Thursday, and, uh, new Why files hit on the the Millennium Falcon thing that was buried underneath the Baltic Sea, and I had to break it up all day today because I had to, I didn't get to catch it last night because we were jamming on our show. <clears throat> no, I never got to. I've been so busy tied up with this or whatever. Let's see what's JB got to say. JB says Cleveland equals baseball curses. Toronto equals hockey curse. During a half century. Yeah, but what about our football team, dude? Inside the building. 
Yeah, right. man. Another good one if you want to get into, if you want to check out Wi Fi. Another one of the good ones was the uh, Kozlov mirror. That's a that's pretty freaking interesting. He does a really good job on it, but then hop over to Mister Mythos and he does a insanely uh, detailed dive into the Kozlov mirror. Blow your what freak- about what about this one? Let me see if I could pull it up. Um, what about the Wrigley Field purse with the black cat or the goat? Was it the goat or the black cat? Um, I think it was a goat. No, it was a goat. No, not black and white. Black. Was it a black cat or was no? It was Boston with the black cat. Hold on. Nope, it was uh. The black cat. So here we go. Team Tim will show it. Well, wasn't Boston the one way back in the day that got busted for all the black side? They turned into the black socks because they used to. That was Chicago. Oh, okay. See, yeah. See, there goes uh, Breezy's (laughs) amount of sports history that I know. Tried. You tried. So here we go. No nothing. Me no no. Me no no nothing. It's my one claim to fame, the untold story of the Cubs black cat jinx. Fifty years since a black cat sprang in front of the Cubs dugout at Shea Stadium, adding another chapter to one of the most documented curses in sports. Chicago's Bat Boy in the game that tells his side of the story. Here's a picture of the black cat. Dun, dun, dun. Marley, fear, Marley can't stand black cats. Diddles one of, them no- one of them knocked up his girl, and he's never been the same since. So, anyways, uh, bow, 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 bow. The Chicago Cubs were clinging to a small but diminishing lead over the New York Mets in the New York East. The two teams are facing each other at Shea Stadium before disappearing into the bowels of the ballpark. I mean, do I need to really explain? Somebody let the damn cat go, and they haven't won a damn game since until... 108 years later, they play the Cleveland Indians and win the damn World Series in Cleveland. (laughs) So the Cleveland curse is more curseable than the Chicago curse. Isn't isn't that like uh, in the movie? Isn't that the same year that the Cubs win? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at there he is. Look at he's like hey. Screw you. That cat's like, screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm going home. And you know what? The Indians will still lose, so screw you. <laughs> I'm taking my him. But no, wasn't that the same year that they actually won on Back to the Future 2? Yeah, was like- well, they, was, they had it, it. It was 2015 or 2017, but yeah, it was... Within a year. It was one year. Oh. It was within one year. But they predicted the Cubs were going to win the World Series yeah. against the Indians. And what were the odds that they played each other? You know That's what I'm saying? Funny. That's funny. 
So, That's so again, we're back to so sports is another uh, category is very superstitious, and I again and very I blame personally the loss <laughs> on whoever threw away my chip, my towel, and washed my towel in the damn bowl. And for those that wonder, Tim, what the heck are you talking about? We had a lucky potato chip, okay? We <laughs> had a lucky towel. We had a lucky pair of defensive glasses with the broken ear thing that my brother and I, my brother would wear the one and I would wear the other on defense when we needed a big stop. We had a chip that we would look through the hole on offense if we needed a big play at the end of the game. And we had the bull with the towel it was all one big giant uh, thing that we carried around with us for years. We'd go to you know family functions, and my brother would bring the damn bowl with the towel and the chip. He went and took the chip and got it proxied, so it's completely dipped in plastic, so it wouldn't break. I actually chucked the chip one time at the wall and hit his picture. <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad. And... Uh, Get a phone call two days ago. You know, we're three days away, three games away from possible Super Bowl. Get a phone call from my brother. Go, I got bad news, brother. I said, what's up, little dude? He said, hey, man, some bitch <laughs> threw away our damn, our, 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 our chip. Our they, chip. Threw away our, they threw away the chip. They threw away the glasses. They decided to put the damn towel through the washer and dryer and then put the damn bowl through the damn dishwasher. So they were washed off any bit of luck that we had. When he told me that, I said, back of my head, well, there goes our Super Bowl right down the drain. We had a family dinner. I spent 20 minutes bitching at the whole family and how they ruined our luck. And by damn it, was I right? <laughs> I was right. I, 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 my, I mean, we even went as far as going to the store, bought four giant bags of the same chips and, tr and opened up one by one and went through chip by chip looking for the same chip with the hole in it. And we never found it. Isn't that like the equivalent of like what was it? Uh, Jordan not washing his his North Carolina boxer shorts underneath his bull shorts or something Could like be. that. Yeah, I mean it's the same wash. thing. It's like, dude, I've never we 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 needed that, and they went and effed around and and found out. And guess what? We effed around and found out. We got our asses kicked forty five to fourteen. When the day this is a God's truth. The day that the glasses, the chip, all that went missing was on Christmas Eve at the Christmas Eve party, and we played the Houston Texans, who we lost today, and we beat them by 40 points that day, and we lost by 40 today. That's how much curses are mean something to me in Cleveland. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah! Gosh! Uh, now I need to sit down. I've been pacing. That was just pacing the house. Now I need to sit down. 
Yeah, if I was breezy, I'd do a shot and smoke a cigarette, <laughs> which I'm gonna do totally. If I smoke cigarettes, trust me, I'd be puffing on one right now. I'll do that. Um, doc- you, Doctor Lee says, "What about the goddamn alien thing floating around in Iraq? We covered that at the beginning. I played the video over and over. You're more than welcome to call in, or if you want." And talk about it, but we gave our opinions. Uh, Spark even called in and gave his military uh, uh, expertise. And at the end of the day, I think everybody decided that we would kill that bastard before we let it just disappear. So we probably believe it was just a drone or some sort. And Widow, yeah, Jack Parsons, uh, Jay... Uh, JPL Institute was connected to Crowley and this other chick, I forgot her name, and they used to uh, do um, sex magic. And there's a, okay, if you remember Superman 4, how, how the, they put the, they put the, uh, the bad Superman, or his name, Lightning Man or whatever, they put his DNA and sent it on into the sun to get fused. They did. There was, but the trifecta of them, um, Crowley, Parsons, and this chick. Apparently, they did the same thing. Took the the fetus, packed it in on like one of the first nuclear bombs to open up um, uh, a, a veil, you know, or open up a portal for demons to come through. And the earth, yeah. Quest for peace, yeah. You got it, bro. Yeah, but yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole weird one. Um, yeah, very good though, bro. Good, good calling that one up. Cause that's cursed stuff as well, you know. And that's where um, that that demon, I forgot his name, um, uh, starts with an L. It's like Lee or Lie or. Um, the Alshakai was talking to it looks very much like a gray alien. Who's that guy? Nuclear man, that's what it was. Not lightning man. Who's, who, who's that Al, guy? That's Al Shakali. Known oh. as the beast. Who's that guy? Where, where are you at now? Look at his creepy ass finger, bro. Oh yeah. Al Shakali. You know, actually, he was more dumb than smart. Like, the reason why everyone goes, oh, it's M-A-G-I-K, magic. Um, It was actually because he couldn't spell for shit. (laughs) It wasn't because he was, like, changing it up. It was because he he could... This is the famous Alistair Crowley. This is the famous Crowley picture. Yeah, he used to invoke invoke demons into his, his wife at the time, and... Um, get her possessed by demons and then um, use sex rituals to unlock demons and bring them out into the world. Uh, that's the um, do as what thou or do as thou wilt. Do, do as thou wilt. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that his, is. the ODE or whatever it's called. And then Led Zeppelin ended up buying his mansion that he did all the the rituals in. And then that's when they invoke their symbolism. So anytime you look at like a Led Zeppelin blacklight poster. What's that book that he has in front of him? 
uh, which one? I'm I'm on a delay on my TV from what I'm seeing. You'll see yeah. in a second. That's the OTO, yeah, OTO, not OD. Yeah, I'm one of them cats that like I I do it straight off of memory. I don't have a Google in front of me, so um, a lot of times I'm just a little bit off, but my aim is on target. I can hit the broad side of the barn, but I might not hit. <laughs> I might not hit the bullseye. But yeah, there's a there's a um, if you look is that at a penis. Is that a penis? Did he spell his his name Alistair Crowley with the penis? The A. Look. I'm on it. Right here. Look right here. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Drew but, a penis first for the A. Huh. Mr. Crowley. Dun 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 dun. What have you done to Bahia? Dun dun dun. Oh look. They had to throw Donald Trump in there because, you know, he has everything to do with Alistair Crowley and all. But no, look up, if you got a chance, look up uh, the demon Alistair Crowley talked to. His name is like uh, Starsky. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. Here, here, hold on. It's Yeah, it's like Lay or Lee or I forget. I remember. Something like that. Look at the confessions of Alistair Crowley. Da, da, da. Moved it from my... Uh, my nugget for a reason, but I know I used to it on his shoulder. I used to know a dude who followed OTO and all that. And yeah, I still know him. It's not like I used to know, but I'm pretty he, sure that pretty sure this picture right here is a picture of oh. Breezy when when he was on his L25 the other night. <laughs> right. I'm joking. Another, You're another, not looking. Another weird one is put Alistair Crowley, like his old man pictures, right next to Barbara Bush because there's a whole thing. He oh, yeah, with. yeah, yeah. Here's his yeah. Baphomet. Uh, oops, go back. I don't know. Yeah, that's what they say. Who's this little chick? Chicken, chickadee, dee dee. There's a blackface Alistair Crowley magic stick. We did a 27 club curse. There, we did a whole thing on those. It was pretty tripped out, Jennifer. Yeah, we did do a show on that, Jennifer. Um, you can check it out sometime. Here you go, Sodom. He's all about sodomy. Oh, that yeah. was... The works of Aleister Crowley, murder by the book. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. Now, dude, that one, the the the, the demon dude that he talked to. Like, look up uh, Aleister yeah. Crowley. Here's look at look at him look at him. He's like, hey guys, I'm just taking it out on my chaseiku. <laughs> uh, He's like, Mr. Crowley. Look how small his legs are. He looks like looks like he's did a whole lot of uh, Yo. stuff you probably shouldn't have. Far from <laughs> I wonder what that. Right. Here's the demon one you were talking about, the Aleister Crowley. Oh, no, that's the Baphomet. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name. The name is what's bugging me the most. It's like Yule or, or something, man. 
can't remember his name. I used to I'll look it up here in a minute. I'm just seeing if it'll pop up. Here's magic, four books of magic by talking about with the G I C K with the D Matic, the big D. Alright, so Alistair Crowley, there he is smoking a pipe. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Anyways, uh, so I don't know. I'll look up his demon real there, fast, and then Lamb's the name huh? of L A M. L A M. Okay. There's Alistair Crowley. L A M. Lamb. Sex, art, and magic. Sure. Book in Paris. He's got a bunch of stuff out there. If you guys want to become Satanist, uh, magical beings, then just go. Uh, get yourself a Crowster book and uh, go to town. Other than yeah. that, baby, yeah, yeah, you're talking about the Shriners. I got that. I actually have that album, Dead Kennedys. I still got that from Back in the Gap. Is there anybody else? That anybody wants to um, get into? Yeah, I mean the twenty-seven curse. I mean. You know, we talked about it enough, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's really a curse as much as it's. Uh, a I think I don't know. I think I his know really curse. His crib was cursed. Yeah, if you look into that, I forget where it was. I think it was in Scotland or something. It was in London. It was in the UK. But yeah, because they ended up having to. It, Oh, yeah, no one lived there, but it burnt itself down. Or something weird like that. Like, there was no one staying there, and it was abandoned for years, and all of a sudden it just caught fire, which could have been, you know, kids messing around or whatever. But I thought that said thought tarot cards. Like, huh? Some thoughts? What's up with him and this stupid uh, little bike that he rides around looking like Uncle Damn Fester, dude? What is going on? Her ass. Uh, this dude's got issues, bro. So, anyways. Um, now, pull he up was that. a Mason, huh? Yeah. Oh, he huh? was actually more than that. But pull up that lamb image. I just, it's creepy, dude. There it is. I'm at that, it right now. Look. There it yeah, is. But he said that he talked to that told him to open up the portals. And he. This is it right here. Lamb yeah. Alistair Crowley. Boom. Yeah. And he he ended up doing the ritual, but he didn't shut the ritual down properly. So by that standard, in, um, it left the door open for those things to come through. And do those not look like gray aliens? And that's way before gray aliens, you know, or any of that stuff came came about, like, as public knowledge. But if you ask me, that looks like a friggin' gray alien, you know. Looks like something with the big-ass head. <laughs> looks like my nephew when it came out, my sister, like, the first three minutes, dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to me that's I'm just serious, bro. He had a head just like that. I was my mom sent us a picture like 
one minute old. I was like, really? You couldn't have like waited for his head to form a little bit, dude. I'm telling everybody. I'm telling them when he's older, I'm showing them that picture. Like, this is what y'all are showing. They're showing this off. Like, that shouldn't be shit. Yeah, it was Robert Plant that bought that. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the, the shed. Yeah. They did all their uh, rituals in the shed. And then there was a bunch of, uh, yeah. you know, things so, yeah. going on. Shit. And I think that's where, like, one of the earliest people or the earliest aspects of bands actually doing rituals on stage that you don't really realize are rituals. Like, and now it's everywhere, you know, Beyonce, Doja Cat, blah, blah, blah. But when Led Zeppelin first started doing that, like, Ozzy wasn't even doing, uh, you know, rituals, you know, but those, the symbologies that Led Zeppelin was using on their outfits were and then the dude that died from Led Zeppelin apparently he was the one that didn't want to do it the most and he eventually said nah I'm not doing it anymore and then that was the cat that died the drummer dude you know um and I'm shooting from the hip but I remember I remember hearing something about that or reading or watching whatever it does look like Biden would have <laughs> It does look like Biden trying to read the damn his uh, teleprompter. teleprompter. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Left yeah. the place infested, opened <laughs> portals because he was too damn lazy to click. Yeah. Yep. You nailed it, Rimrod. So look, here's the deal. We beat this up. We got plenty more we could talk about. We've been going for two and a half hours. It's yeah. twelve twenty-four, so it's twenty-four minutes past midnight here in, in Ohio, Cleveland. Um, we're gonna what we'll do is everybody, if y'all want, stick around. First off, give us a thumb up, like, like, and uh, stuff uh, like that. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, we got eight of us in here, so there should at least be eight likes when I close this stream, and I would hope that. Some people, uh, what's it called, gave us a like throughout the show. But whatever. It is what it is. Love you guys. Stick around. We're going to do the after show. Now, I'm not going no four hours like last night. I know I say it every night, but I'm not going four hours tonight. Yeah. Um, I want, But maybe, who the hell knows? See how life takes us. <laughs> if no, if no one but, shows up, then then we'll we'll keep it short and simple if we get uh it's all about y'all you know if we get a if, if we... it was like last night man i'll keep it going because that was fun last night and then for those that missed last night's show go listen to the after show it was a pretty damn good one um dude, it, was, it, was, it, it, it was bumping from beginning till end it didn't stop so uh i suggest you guys want a really high, a high IQ conversation. Go listen to last night's after hours show. It got, it's doing very well too. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but again, thank you guys. Stick around. We'll be like one minute and we'll be back live again. So stick around. Uh, you got anything to say? Uh, just usual man. P 
Peace, love, and hair grease. God bless. One love to all y'all. For real, thank you for your support. Um, thank you for joining in on the chat. Y'all, we really, we do it for y'all, and uh, we can't do it without y'all. So, you know, keep them coming, and uh, let's rock this party, you know, until until the wheels fall off, baby. Sounds good. Well, God bless everybody. Um, we won't be doing a show tomorrow, so this will be the last show of the week. Yep. And uh, enjoy your weekend if we don't see you in the after show. God bless. Have a good night. And peace. Peace.